0: Uh, once we get to, let's say, three or four uh, senators from each province and leave the, uh, the rest of the vacant uh, seats, will remain vacant. We can do that. And we can save lots of money by doing that. You know, yes, we do need seconds of thought, but we don't need 105 of them.
1: Welcome to the Ballot Box featuring Harry Dillon. Welcome back to the cross-border interview podcasts and our regular segment of the show, the ballot box, where we sit down and we talk to a candidate from the for the upcoming federal election. And in today's episode, we are talking with People's Party of Canada candidate for Calgary Skyview, Harry Dillon. Harry, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for being our first in-person interview in 18 months. So greatly appreciate it.
0: Pleasure to be here, Chris.
1: Um, Harry, I'm going to start off with the same question. I start off with all my interviews. Where is your sense of duty to serve come from?
0: Well, uh, I've, I've been involved in politics for a long time, I know, and I know the, the, every Canadian has his duty towards his country and towards his people. And I believe that if you serve the people honestly with integrity, right, it's it's, uh, very helpful for the whole society. And, uh, you know, when I see out there all the politicians, they're always lying and stuff. And, you know, people call it that politics is dirty, politicians are bad, right? They're not good people. And I say, you know, yes, I understand that most of the politicians are bad. But I, I give you this phrase that, hey, if your house gets dirty, what do you do? You get up, clean it up, and that's what I, I think. A me as a personally, I'm getting involved to clean up the mess that we have in in this country, and especially in Ottawa.
1: Before the interview started, uh, you and I were chatting, and I, I found it interesting because, yet again, again, I've tried to do my research on you, but you learn some new things when you talk to someone one on one. Yes. Um, what I found interesting was. You you talked about the reason you got involved with the People's Party of Canada. And you you said in our pre-interview that you and Max sort of were kindred spirits in some way because you looked at the party's platform and you said, hey, this is what I believe. Um, I asked this to all candidates who are running for uh, party politics. What does the People's Party of Canada stand for in your own
0: words? Well, the People's Party have four core principles. Responsibility, fairness, respect, and freedom, and those are the core principles that I personally, I personally, like it and love it. And in my whole life, I want to make sure that those principle that we have uh, in our party are guidance to all the policies that People's Party will make. And if you look at our platform, all the policies are driven by those four core principles. And in my personal life, I have my personal principles. Uh, You know, I stand up for my truth. Uh, I stand up for freedom. And those are the core values of our party. And that's why I decided in 2019 to join People's Party.
1: In 2019, you ran as well as the candidate because you are the upcoming candidate And whenever said election is going to be called because it is at the whim of Justin Trudeau, it mm-hmm. seems like these days. Um, you put yourself forward in 2019. You were doing it again in 2021 or 2022 or whatever, 2020. <laughs> whatever the next week. Yes. Yeah. Why now? Why, why do it again? Because you did it once before, and people might say one and done, but you've decided, no, I, I am seeing more destruction, as you said beforehand, that this party is doing to the country. I need to put my name forward, or is there another reason?
0: No, there is no other reason. I love this country, and I will stand up for this country. That's the main reason. And, uh, you know, like People's Party have the candidate uh, application open, so we have to do it in that time frame. And I'm not going to give up on my country. I will stand up for my country. If I have to do it again, I will do it again.
1: Now, what do you mean by stand up for your country? Because I think if people are listening to this right now or in the future, they might go, what does he mean? Well, what, what, what is what is so bad about this country? In your opinion, what is, what, what is so bad that Justin Trudeau is doing that you need to stand up?
0: So, uh, as I, I mentioned uh, to you before the interview, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an immigrant and I immigrated to Canada in 1991 and I was 19 years old and what Canada was in 1991 and when Canada is now is totally two different countries. So I want to make sure Canada remains great as it was before and it's going towards the destruction because of United Nations agenda 2030, open borders. Because the United Nations doesn't want any country to have its borders, and anybody can go live anywhere in any country without the permission. And that's where Justin Trudeau is taking us. And not to mention he is uh, the creating the division that we have right now in, in Canada. I never saw this before in my life. As an immigrant, and it came to my mind that, where should I move now?
1: So, so think about,
0: about it, it's a, it's a pretty strong word. I immigrated to this country for a good reason and it was a great country. Still it's a great country, but people who are running this country are not great people. They're pretty bad people, they're pretty selfish people, they don't care about Canadians, they don't care about the Canada. And and it's a big, big issue for me and not personally for me only, but if, if you look at talk to general public,
1: they don't like
0: to see where this Canada is going and which direction Canada is going. And I want to contribute my time, my life to make sure this country will remain great for my kids and my great grandkids.
1: I, I got to ask the question because I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here, Terry. Because okay. I, I love this. I love when I get into policy and I get into conversations like this. You say that Cando is not the same as when you got here when you were 19 in 1991. Understandable. Things have changed, though, right? Uh, we are more a more diverse country. We have a more, I would say, welcoming country. I would assume to people of all different backgrounds, whether it be gay, straight, whether it be Jewish, whether it be uh, Muslim, everyone is welcome to this country. For those who are listening to right right now and t- telling me to ask you this question, I'm going to, and I apologize if it comes off as an asshole question, but it sounds like you want to keep things the way they were, and it kind of comes off as a I don't want change. I want to stick where the woman is in the kitchen in 1950s. Um, gay people were in the closet. Muslims weren't allowed in the country. How do you talk to people and say, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the way the government is running the country is the bad way.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we are open society. We want immigrants, of course, as people already want immigrants too. But we want to only reduce the number that we take in every year. So, so there's a difference. difference. So, so, you know, like, like Chris, your house, house. it's, it's good, good for 10 people to live in. Live and if you have 500 people living in your house, think about, about what's going to happen to your house. house. People, people have, have to wait hours to go, to go into the washroom. And, and you, you love, them love them all. They may be all your relatives or, relatives or friends. So it's, so it's not that you don't like those people. It's just you want to make sure you manage it properly so they're taken care of properly. No, no, and, and we, we don't want to go back, back to the 1950s. Yeah. Yes, uh, we, we, our party, say everybody's welcome. And we have, have our core uh, values, principles of the party. And, and, you know, it's a, we need to, need to progress, progress. But, but what, what kind, kind of progress, progress we want? That's, that's important. important. Well, now, well, now, if you look at it in, in the media and, media and stuff, they they're going, okay, mother is not a mother anymore. It's a perfect person. So we don't want that kind of change in our society.
1: Okay. Now I want to, I want to, I asked you this question beforehand and I told you not to give me the answer until I asked it now. Is it a poignant question? Yes. Um, The media narrative, the narrative around the People's Party of Canada is that it is a racist party. Now I'm looking at you right now and you are the farthest thing from white that I probably have had on the show for a while. How, how do you say to the people, look, I'm part of this party and I'm not white and we are not a racist party
0: so uh it's it's for people's party and for myself we don't care what you look like and what your religion is we don't our policies if you look at it is for every canadian and if anybody say i'm a racist right i would say now the left media left media left lefties well if you say something which will be perfectly fine they will call it racist now, now, as you know, know, in 2019, the Conservative, Conservative Party, Party hired Warren Kinsella, Kinsella for a smear campaign against our Trump leader, Trump. Maxime Bernier and, and against, against People's Party. Party. Now, yes, yes, they did a pretty, pretty good job of uh, putting, uh, putting that narrative, putting the, the right. narrative <laughs> yeah. to the, in the public's mind. But no, that's not what we are. are. Like, like we, have we have our candidates, candidates if, if you look it. at it. Therefore, they're Muslim candidates, they're Sikh candidates, they're Hindu candidates, they're Hindu candidates there's Christian candidates, there's black candidates. So we are not racist at all. And if you look at the Maxim Bernier when he goes to, to meet people in rallies and stuff, he is a very welcoming person. He welcomes everybody. But yes, when it comes to our core principles, core values, we do not compromise. It doesn't matter
1: what the other person is saying.
0: We stick to, to our core principles, principles our policies, and, and I think uh, if you look at the platform, People's Party's platform, it's good for every Canadian, and it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what, which uh, religion the come they come from, from, what they look like, doesn't it doesn't matter to us. us. We, we want to make sure, sure the policies that we, that we are making is good for Canada and for every Canadian. Canadian, and those policies are made in Canada, not in the United Nations.
1: I want to talk about the leader here for a second because, like you said, he was in Calgary here just probably two or three weeks ago, if mm-hmm. not uh, right at the end of uh, Calgary Stampede. And he, it was sort of a sudden show, and he was downtown in uh, the Beltline area of the city, and people came. And as the day went uh, longer and the event grew and grew and grew, does not that give you a little bit of hope while going out door knocking and talking to residents of Calgary Skyview and saying, hey you know what, I would love to have your support. Maxine's a great person. And when they do the research, they go, you know what, maybe I will vote for him this time.
0: Absolutely. Like Calgary Skyview is a very diverse writing. And I'm I'm proud to be part of that diversity. But for people of Calgary Skyview, it's now more important to vote for People's Party because now the stake is Canada and People's Freedom. Not, not just in Calgary, Sky, we in whole Canada. So, so everybody, everybody deserves, deserves to have freedom, freedom. and the, the nation that we have, great nation Canada, we, we want to make, make sure it stays great, great not destroyed by, by Liberal Party or Conservative Party, Liberal Party Liberal under, under the United Nations guide, guidance.
1: Now, the Maxine has been crisscrossing the country, and when I was down there, he said something that was a little bit poignant. Uh, that I, I want to make. Sh- I want to get your opinion on, and then I want to talk a little, little, talk about it a little bit more. In the uh, event that he held, he said he knows he's not going to be prime minister because he needs the majority of people, and it's not going to happen in two elections. But one or two seats could make a difference. So you need to get out and vote. What would it mean for you to be in Ottawa as a People's Party of Canada representative? What type of change or what type of? Uh, process would you bring forward to ensure that the People's Party of Canada is heard, but also that your values are still being heard in the House of Commons, because you will be potentially a third or fourth party.
0: So as you as you know, Chris, right right now, Canada Canada doesn't doesn't have any opposition. opposition. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 121 or two uh, conservative MPs. They are useless. They are not speaking on behalf of Canadians. They're just silent. So So their silence shows they're supporting the agenda of the liberal government. government. And I will tell tell you this much: if I get elected from from Calgary Skyview, my just just one person's, one MP's voice will be more stronger than than the whole whole conservative member caucus. So so, yes, yes, I believe in my my principles. I have my values, values, and and I believe in uh, People's Party Party platform. platform. And And we cannot go after the government at the time.
1: To, to make sure the
0: People's Party, representing Canadians, Canadians voice will be heard, and it's going to be very strong and very uh, powerful voice, voice for Canadians. For Canadians. Now, now, as you mentioned that, that uh, Maxime Bernier say we're not going to be prime, he's not going to be prime, prime minister. we You, don't, you know don't know the power of the people. people. When, when people elect, people uh, go to election, elect, elect members, members of parliament, of parliament things can go differently. So, <laughs> so I would say that People's Party can form the government if people, want to. people wants to. It's, it's just we have to reach to more Canadians and spread our message, that platform we have, what policies we're going to bring uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a government. And, and I think I uh, more and more people reading those, those platforms and they agree with our platform and they they're signing up as a members. members. So, so I said that's a good sign. But as I said, you know, Uh, The the public, public, the citizen of this country, knows knows what to do and when to do and what's the best best for their country.
1: You, if elected, you will have to represent everyone in the riding. While not everyone is going to vote for you, you will have to represent everyone. How do you envision working with people you may disagree with to ensure that their voices are heard? Because while your values are your values and you want to stick to your core values of who you are and who the People's Party is... Uh, I, and I ask this to every candidate. You're not the exception. Um, but I want to know how you're going to be able to look at a Liberal Party supporter or a Conservative Party supporter and say, you know what, let's work together to ensure that your, your issue is resolved and we can get you what you need. Because I think there's a lot of people right now who, whether it be a Liberal talking to a Conservative or a Conservative talking to an NDP or whatever, they don't feel heard. How do you envision being that person who is going to listen to everyone?
0: So, so, as, so uh, as, as a, candidate a candidate from People's, People's Party of, uh, of Canada, if Calgary Skyview, people elect Calgary, me as an MP uh, for, for, for Calgary Skyview, I, Calgary, Skyview, I will I ensure that everybody's, everybody's, concerns, everybody's concerns, everybody's needs are heard. But, but keep in mind, mind, yes, our party has core principles and that's, and that's, that's what we follow. follow. If somebody, somebody needs, needs help and it's not aligned with our core principles, right? Principles, right? We will, we will try, try to find a solution the other way, way. But, but we want to make sure that, that we don't break our promises that we make, that we make and we, we don't compromise with our principles, our principles the core values that, <coughs> the the that we have and, and keep it in, in mind that we, want to, sure we want to make sure what's good for Canada and every Canadian, Canadian not just not one individual. individual. So, so, but
1: sometimes the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the few, right? Whether it be, hey... Um, one person doesn't feel safe in their community, so we have to make sure that person feels safe. Is there a situation where the needs of the many, out, or the needs of the one, it weighs the few, in your opinion? Or is it a clear-cut, you know what, while we want to help everyone, we have to look after the majority of people?
0: Absolutely. Like, you know, uh, uh, let's say for one person doesn't feel safe in the community. Okay, so he has to get rid of his fear, and we will hear their concern. And whatever we can do, we will help them to make feel safer in their communities.
1: The next area that I want to talk about here is COVID nineteen. It has been the biggest thing on most people's talk. Uh, earlier today, uh, Maxine Bernier released a video where he said he was not vaccinated. He is not going to get vaccinated. Are you? Are, are, I'm going to ask you because he brought this up, and I wasn't going to do this until because he brought it up on Twitter. Are you vaccinated? No, I'm not.
0: Do you plan on getting vaccinated? Uh, no, I'm not. Because I believe in God. God created humans very good. I would say perfect almost.
1: Now, God gave us
0: immune system. That's the vaccine I call, immune system. And it's good for every type of viruses, not just for one virus. And I think I'm, I'm young. I'm only 50 years old. I'm in good shape. Uh, I don't believe that uh, this virus can kill me. Yes, yes it, it may be it hurt can hurt me, but, but it can't, can't kill me. me. And, and so, you yeah, know, man, I know people are scared because the government made sure they, they scared the hell out of people first. first. So, so because, because the people, people get scared, only, so because because the people get scared only then they, they will take, take this jab, jab that, that that's out, out there, there now. They with, with, made it in what, six months. And, you know, if you look at the COVID, so government doesn't know what they're doing. So they first they said, you know, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. It's for medical purposes only. Then, then they started wearing, rare wearing masks, masks, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a two or three. And
1: then, and then they, they said, okay,
0: take the first vaccine available. available. Okay. okay. Then,
1: then they, they say, oh, AstraZeneca is, AstraZeneca is not a safe
0: vaccine. vaccine. We're, we're not, not going to give it to Canadians. Canadians. Like, like Alberta, Alberta and Ontario say, say, no, we're not giving AstraZeneca. Yeah. Then, then they say, okay, this vaccine expired. 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 Let's extend the expired, expired vaccine. vaccine. Can you believe that? And then they say, oh, mix and match is good. Well, it's not a candy. And now you're, hearing, a, you're here a, a, go ahead it's a serious it's medical, medical issue, issue. And, and i you know and now you're here people are taking it that's fine. fine i have no objection and hey it's your body it's, it's your choice, choice. You, you can, can take, take the vaccine. vaccine i have no I issue whatsoever decided i decided not to take the vaccine, vaccine for myself, myself. It's, it's my, my decision and people should respect that
1: and to each their own right and that's the great thing about politics and uh people like yourself you're willing to say If you want to do that go for it it's not my position to tell you I want to talk about COVID-19 for a little bit longer though because this area and I say this area being Calgary Skyview if you look at the numbers it was hit the hardest and I say hardest meaning it was it had the highest number of Mm -hmm. infection rates and yet again whether it be a mild symptom or people actually hospitalized um, when you're out door knocking talking to residents is it their main concern that we need to get through this or is there other issues that people are talking to you and saying you know what COVID's done. We're over it. We need to move on. I need to talk about this issue because this is the more important issue in my mind.
0: Yes. So, you know, the COVID uh, as a virus, you know, the virus been all uh, with us our whole life. So there's different, different ways. Some are good. Some are really, really, really nasty ones. But because of a virus, we do not want to lose our freedom. And that's the COVID core point. COVID is over. Like the government said, you know, everything is open now. And, and if you look at the Sweden, Sweden they, they never locked, locked down, down anything and, and their uh, mortality, mortality rate was wasn't more than the Canada's or lockdown countries, countries. was. So, so if you look at the Florida, Florida or you look at the taxes, they, they opened it up and they saw, saw South Dakota, Dakota never even locked up or had the mask mandate, mandate. mandates. So, so their, their cases, cases were as as it was in Canada. Was Canada. But this restriction that the government has put and especially looking at Ontario, I I think it's a very wrong decision they made from the beginning, and they don't want to back off from this decision because they feel that people will not trust them at all if they say say we made a mistake. But, But, you know, sometimes sometimes it's a good idea idea to make, make, when you make make a mistake, to say say it openly, openly, we screwed up, and people will forgive you. But But if you keep lying and lying and lying again, I think voters will remember on Election Day
1: what is the biggest issue facing the people of calgary skyview from what you're hearing at the door and in your own opinion so
0: uh i think the biggest issue right now is job security, security. Jobs, jobs is the number, number one issue. issue i know some some, uh, some jobs are coming, coming back but it's not uh it's not, not the highest point, point where we should, should be. be and i, I think, think uh, people, a lot of people, people are worried about losing their homes and losing their, and their businesses. businesses i think that's the major issue, issue in Calgary Skyway right now.
1: and how do how does the People Party of Canada envision bringing jobs back? because if if the last eighteen months has shown anything, people are wanting to work at home. While businesses don't want them to work from home, business, uh, people want to work from home, whether it be via Zoom, whether it be via that. And that's why I'm so excited that you're in here in person because I'm excited to get back to this reality, my normal interview style. But where does the People Party stand on bringing businesses back to our communities and in particular Calgary Skyview?
0: So if, as you know, Alberta is... Uh, uh, rich in resource, resources, uh, especially if you look at the uh, natural gas and, and those resources. So we have, uh, as a party, we have said, Maxime Bernier has said, that uh, we are open uh, for pipeline from east to west. Uh, we want to make sure those uh, pipelines will create jobs and it's that's the safest way to transport uh, commodities. And. Uh, that, that will bring, bring lots of jobs in every sector, every sector of, of the business. business. So, if so, if it's restaurants, restaurants, you know, like if the people, people are working on oil, on, on, on oil field oil sectors, sectors, they are, are making money, they will spend money in, in, in restaurants, restaurants they, they do other things, things activities, activities, right? And, and it says more, there's more spin off jobs from, from just one single industry. industry. Yes, yes a lot of people want to work from home, but not every job can be done from home, and that's the big issue. Like, like, you, you know, know, right now, now we are in person. person. I, I, I love that. that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a human connection yeah, that, that keeps our brain, brain insane, insane, right? Yeah. And, and you, you know, know, like teachers, you know, they, they, they want to work from home. home. Well, you well, you know, know my, my kid, kid wants to, wants to go, go in person. person. Yeah. Right? right? He, he, loves like, he loves that. Like, he doesn't want to learn from home. And it's not the same connection. And I think
1: we don't want to lose that
0: humanity if we don't connect to other people. Like, we're social animals, right? We are very social people. We have have to, to, uh, you know, engage engage with with the other people people on a face-to-face. And that's that's very important for our mental well-being. So,
1: yet again, it's great that we bring back jobs that way, but how do you envision, because... Alberta is is not in a unique position here. Jobs are leaving Canada left, right, and centre. They are going back to Canada. They're going to China. They're going to other countries. And I I know China is a big thing with vaccines, so we're probably going to talk about that in a few minutes. But how do you envision actually saying to businesses, it's time to invest in Canada again. It's time to bring back those jobs and get them back into Calgary Skyview, Calgary Centre, Calgary Confederation, Because right right now now, the businesses are leaving and they don't plan on returning anytime soon. So
0: it's uh, lots of businesses are leaving, of course, especially in Alberta. And a lot of them move to taxes. Why? Because the government policies. Here in Canada, it's unpredictable under uh, conservative or liberal government because things can change in a year or two (laughs) years. They make a wrong policy and the business leaves. So now we want to make sure that our a message to, to, the, to these, these uh, corporations, corporations is very simple. This is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to happen. So the businesses, they have confidence, confidence in, in the government and government policies, policies because any, any if you know any business, business they, they, they don't invest for one, one year. year. They they're, they're they're invest in long term, term 20 years, 30 years down the road. And we want to make sure we give them that security from as a government to make sure these policies will benefit them and they're willing to Relocate to Canada, back into Canada, back into Canada, Canada invest in, in Canada. Canada. So, uh, because, because they, they know the the political uh, uh, government, government that at, at the, the time, if it's People's Party, party they know it's a stable one. one. They, they can, can predict, predict what policies uh, will be implemented, and, and they will, will feel, feel uh, more secure to, to come, come back, back to Canada.
1: Canada. Um, you you talked briefly for a moment before the interview about your past about how, well, the People's Party of Canada is not where you originally were politically. You were with, and I, I, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but you were with another party and you felt that they were moving more and more towards uh, communism. And I asked you this question beforehand and I want to talk about it because it's a, it goes in line in step with the whole conversation about bringing businesses back, is how do we create a more business-friendly atmosphere that will bring people back and not be, in your words, a communist country or going towards a communist country with all the policies that both the Liberals and the Conservatives have put in place?
0: I think in in a free society like uh, Western civilization like Canada is, I think we should let individuals do their own business and keep the government out of people's businesses. People know, entrepreneurs know how to run their business, how to be successful. I, I think the, the government, government policy that the liberal, liberal conservative party makes, they are interfering with their, their personal businesses. businesses. Like, like, you I mean, know, come on, they are intelligent people. people. Government, government doesn't, doesn't need to take, take care, care of them. them. They, they can take care of themselves. themselves. The, the government, government needs to get out of their way. way. That's, that's what, what we need.
1: And, and we, we want, want to make
0: sure that that's under our policies platform. One of the policies, right, that, hey, government will do government work. You as an individual freedom, individual free person, you do what's good for your business. We're not gonna interfere in your business, how to run the business. I think the government shouldn't have any any say how you run your business.
1: Just to follow up on that, because I will be asked why didn't I ask this question? But regulation is needed though, right? You need to be able to tell people, hey, you need a fire you need a fire plan to make sure that people are safe. You can't be over capacity, you can't have X, Y, and Z. Are you saying that you should be even getting rid of those or is it more how you're spending your money, how you're like what policies and what procedures are you saying that they need to get out of? Because I think there's a lot of misconception there or misunderstanding of what you actually mean. And I want to know.
0: OK, so, um, so no, no, no. We, we, we want to make sure, we sure that this a workplace is safe for every Canadian that works there. Works there. No, no what, what I mean is like if you have seen in the last 16 months, months government is saying, saying that, OK, you can't, can't open nine o'clock till midnight. midnight. You can't can't open open it up. That's That's none of the government business. What time they're open and which days they they are open, right? They're They're shutting shutting down down, um, a small business. business. You You can't go go to Barber one on one, one, but but you you can go go to Walmart or Costco with hundreds of them. That's not the government business. That's that's, you know, the individual business person need to decide what's safe for them, what's safe for their for their customers and what's safe for their employees. It's, yes, yes, we, we can, can have guidelines, guidelines. Uh, you know, fire department has some guidelines, so, so they need to follow those. But
1: we cannot,
0: we don't want to restrict, restrict people, that, people that, okay, barbershop, barbershop can open up and, and restaurant can stay closed. And that's, not not, that's, that's interfering in their businesses. That's, I think, the government should stay out of it.
1: I, I agree, because in the last 18 months, we saw Walmart get richer. We saw Amazon get richer and we saw small mom and pop restaurants and even businesses go under because the... Roller coaster of government, of okay, you're closed today, you're closed on Fridays. Okay, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday you can open, but only for two hours by appointment and it has to be approved and they have to be this, that, and the other. So I agree with that. I completely understand where you're coming from. So I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that we are sitting down with Harry Dillon, the People's Party of Canada, the candidate for Cal- uh, Calgary Skyview. Uh, We are listening, you're listening to him and we're talking about politics, which I love Uh, to my viewers. If you have any questions, please uh, send them in because we'd love to answer them. Um, I want to talk about one of the biggest uh, federal issues that just sort of blew up provincially here in Alberta, the Senate. The Senate, the Senate, the Senate. What is the policy for the uh, People's Party of Canada around the Senate? Is it abolish the Senate? Is it appoint people who would actually stand up for Canadian values? Or is there even a policy? Do you know?
0: So uh, uh, I got asked this question in uh, in 2019 too. And even in 2014, you know, when uh, Senate was pretty hot topic. Yep. And uh, well, all the politicians understood one thing, that if they want to make any changes in, in the Senate... They have to open up the Constitution. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's my personal opinion only, not the party, yep. Maxine Bernier. It's my personal opinion that we do not need to open the Constitution. We need to reduce the number of senators. So I would say, you know, we need only maybe three from each province. And yes, we do need second sober thought because if the government is making a mistake so they can catch on, hey, this is a mistake, this is wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, absolutely, we need that. So, how do we make that changes? So now, if as you know, each senator's term is eight year max. Okay. Technically, it's until they're seventy five. I think it was used to be, but now it's eight years max. No, and it's it actually
1: still- it's until okay. seventy five. I, I apologize. So Stephen Harper announced in uh, 2014 when he la- when he last appointed people, it was going to be eight years. They tried to change it, but the conservative po- politicians and senators went. Oh, we're going to stay here for eight years. Nine years later, they're still in there. And actually, it's a little bit longer than that. But uh, it is 75. Said, Sorry, I'm not okay. trying to... No, 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 that's okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, so, and my the, uh, uh, personal the rest of the vacant uh, seats solution. will remain vacant. We can do that. And we can save lots of money by doing that. You know, yes, we do, do need seconds over thought, but we don't need 105 of them, right? Yeah. And uh, if, if that's like, you know, these doesn't matter conservative or liberal yeah. government... They're always appointing their own people to reward them as a senator. And I think the best thing is have three, four uh, senators from each province and whatever the rest of the seats are vacant, it will remain vacant.
1: Do you you think that we should move to an elected Senate? Because Jason Kenney, and this is the reason why it was such a hot topic issue in the last few days, was Justin Trudeau announced that he was going to appoint Banff's mayor, Karen Sorensen, to the Senate. And Jason Kenney, we are in the midst of a Senate election. Jason Kenney said, well, you shouldn't have because it's not not your right. It's the people of Alberta's right to elect their senators.
0: I think all the senators should be elected because that's represent the public then. Now, when they are appointed, they only represent that party. And that's wrong. Then they don't represent the Canadian. And I think it should be elected all across country.
1: Oh, I'm just cautious of time here, and I want to make sure that we keep to our 45 minutes uh, time frame. I want you to take a moment, talk to the people of Calgary Skyview who are listening or are going to listen to this later on before the election. Why should people put their trust in you in the next election?
0: I'm uh, So... I'm not just asking, put trust in me. No, that's, I think that's not what it is. I think people should trust in our party's platform, the policies. That's what's best for every Canadian and every Canada. I was like you, yourself, I was homeless from a political party because I didn't believe in any of these parties because they haven't, I have been watching them for the last 30 years and they haven't done any good for Canada or, or Canadians. So there's a lot of people who don't trust Liberal or Conservative government, and I'm, I'm I'm requesting them to go to our uh, party website, People's Party of Canada.ca, and check out our platform, the policies. You will actually like those. You will love those policies, like I did when I read it. And I think uh, uh, from uh, trusting just in me only is is important, but trusting what kind of policies we're going to bring is most important.
1: One of the one thing that you will have to actually I'll I'll rephrase this question because I want to ask it correctly. If elected in the next federal election, what is the biggest issue that you will advocate for once elected?
0: So the biggest issue right now we have is freedom, individual freedom. I want to make sure that individual freedom is restored. And that's important for me. And that's, I think, it imp- should be important for every one of us. So
1: how do you envision doing that? How do you envision advocating for freedom when people will say, and yet again, playing devil's advocate here,
0: we are a free country. I can move within this country. I can do whatever I want in this country. So, and if, you, if you've if you been watching news and, and what the government been doing in the last 16 months, no, you're not free. Because they were dictating that if you come to the airport, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days. That's not freedom. Right? Uh, they can. They were telling you that you can open uh, if you run as a barbershop, uh, You can't open it. That's not freedom. And they were telling you, okay, you know, the restaurant. Oh, you can't do any more dining. That's not freedom. And people are losing that freedom right now. And you know, if we lose our freedom, nothing else is better than. So that's freedom. Is, is the most important, I believe. And uh, we should restore that trust in the government. That government will do the right, make the right decision uh, based on the actual facts, not uh, you know uh, trying to scare people. Give them the you know individual are responsible people. Even like if you look at the COVID, give them the information that you need to give them how to protect themselves. An individual will protect themselves, but you cannot enforce or try to enforce like China did to lock everybody in and if you have uh, look at the facts there's a lot more harm is done by lockdown than the virus could ever done
1: do you what would a perfect utopia look like for you under a free society because while that sounds great where the government is out of your business and i would totally be in favor of that what would be the perfect utopia where people because freedom doesn't come easy it does not come cheap so you have to be able to trust people are going to do the right thing in a free society so what does a utopia as a what does a free society look like to you
0: so free society is individual uh can do what they want to do as long as it's illegal and it's acceptable in the society and that's i think important because a lot of things, a lot of people, uh, I would say majority of people, are responsible people. They take care of their family, they take care of themselves, and they take care of their home, they take care of their neighborhood. And I think the government uh, need, instead of babysitting the public, a citizen of this country, I think government need to let people decide and be more responsible for themselves and others. Instead of government uh, uh, mandating that you have to be responsible like this manner, I think people are uh, pretty intelligent and they can make uh, responsible uh, and wise decisions. And
1: last question for you Harry is, you mentioned it briefly beforehand, but I want to give you a time to wrap up here is, you will need people to help you canvas. You will need people to help you door knock. You will need help people to get in contact with you if they want to learn more. How can people do that? How can people reach out to you? I know you said the website, but there's, is
0: there any other avenues? So and they can uh, reach to me through the Twitter. Uh, I have Facebook and I have Facebook page. And it has my email address and also have my phone number. So there's a lot of different ways they can reach me. And, uh, you know, I can provide them an uh, email if they want. And that's uh, uh, Harry, uh, Dylan harrydillonppc. PPC, P- at gmail.com.
1: At gmail.com. Okay. And they
0: can reach me over the phone if they want. It's 403-605-2727. 403-625. 605. 605- 605. 605- 2727. 2727.
1: Um, for my listeners and to my viewers, uh, Harry's link to his website Ah, uh, to the People's Party of Canada website, Twitter, Facebook, and email address are in the show notes. Please go check them out. Please get out and vote. Please. Learn about the candidates in this upcoming election because this is an important election. This is the future of Canada we're talking about. Harry, I want to thank you so much for being, A, our guinea pig for the very first live interview in studio, but also for sitting down and talking because I I want to be able to talk to candidates from all parties and learn about them. And I feel like we've just scratched the surface. But, Harry, thank you so much for doing this.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you, Chris. The Cross Border
1: Interview Podcast was produced and edited by Miranda Brown Associates.